shit Everything to shake this But I'm in But, but, but Things got me drinking Back at it again With another episode Of the Shades of Blue Soccer Show Not the happiest Sunday today We are fresh off The U.S. Women's National Team Elimination Sporting Kansas City's elimination Thankfully the KC Current Is holding us in it We'll talk about all three of those things. I'm Cody Bradley. Thad Needs Sleep is here in the chat. David Greenwald and Keaton Code. Keaton, have I told you that you have an awesome name yet? No, thank you. That name, it's like you're one of those people I have to say the whole name, Keaton Code. Thank you. Is it because of like the alliteration? Yes, the... I love alliterations, yeah. as you can tell thank by you. the by my title of the Toluca Trounces Sporting Kansas City. Yep. Uh, yeah. yeah, you should be a keeper. I think I think if you would have been a keeper, you would have been playing on the on the field in the World Cup. Just because of my name. Yes, Ke- all okay. keepers have good names. I'm telling you, it's a thing. They do have good names. I I like it too because it's like Kansas City. So KC. Like when Royals and stuff win, and everyone will wear KC stuff. I was like, yes, yes, everyone's making all of this stuff for you. Okay, yeah. let's uh, let's jump jump into the U.S. women women's national team. Uh, Keaton, you said you were excited to talk about this. I was thinking it was going to be a somber mood today a little bit, uh, but Keaton was, like, ready to go. She's all excited. She's happy that the the women are out of it. I would not say happy, (laughs) but I would say that I think that the U.S. dominated the game. I think we had the amount of chances that we had. Lindsey Horan alone should have had three goals. I mean, literally, she had, I think they said one time, like, the max speed on her shot was, like, 95 miles per hour. She's got a boot. Oh, yeah. And she, I mean, she's accurate, too. And so I, I think we dominated the game. And this is my one issue with soccer. I know that eventually after you do the overtime and stuff, you have to, you know, do PKs. I hate them. Oh, we're I an anti-PK person, huh? I am anti-PK. So like, how do I'm we solve it? I'm fine if it's a foul in the box during a game, but, like, PKs in the game. I'm like, really? It's funny. It's funny that because that's often an argument of the like a non soccer person, the person that's new to soccer, that's a soccer hater. That's how they're often. Oh, this is so stupid. They never have a they never have another uh, another option. But I do. What about the way USL? That's not USL. MLS Next Pro and the League's Cup are doing it. Are you familiar with with how they do them? No. What are they doing? So Thad, explain it. I know, I know, but I'm just for anyone else and for Keaton here. Uh, I think Cody is actually worried that he doesn't know, but anyway, crazy. (laughs) They go to penalties. They do go to penalties, but they, uh, so like both teams will earn one point if they do a draw, and then they go to penalties, and the team that wins the penalties gets an extra point. So it'll be one team gets two points, one team gets one point, a lot like uh, hockey does. Problem is that doesn't really work for a World Cup right. tournament situation. That's what I was going to say. That doesn't. Work. Right. I, I don't even. I don't know what I'd want them to do besides PKs. I just feel like it's like one tiny element of the whole game, and like when. And I guess it's part of the game. I mean, you can dominate, and the other team. It, it's just whatever the result is. I just. I hate, and I think losing on PKs like that when we have like, Ertz retiring and stuff. Like it's all these like. You know, their last games might be Morgan's last, you know, yeah. game and all this stuff. So I'm just kind of like, I don't I don't like how that ended. And I don't know, that's my opinion. I didn't mean to divulge into this. We're going to actually talk about the game. 
But no, the way the way <laughs> I, I wait, see wait wait I want to I want to say I agree with Keaton. I've been on that bandwagon for a long time. I hate PKs as the into a game. I'd yeah. rather do corner kicks or set pieces from set spots around the field. Okay, oh, there you go. So I, I love I love PKs. I think PKs I love are good. PKs. Yeah. Do you okay, David? David, do you like watching PKs? <laughs> yeah. Or well, have okay. You ever been so on the side of taking the PK. I've oh I've never taken a PK. No. Yeah. I, yeah. They uh, suck. But I love watching them because it, you can see who's got the clutch gene and who doesn't, right? Like Megan Rapino, who's had this like incredible career, whether you like her or not, <laughs> oh, no. has had an incredible career, and then steps up in her hopefully last world cup and just duffs it not even unclutch close. like an unclutch moment uh it was it that uh eddie johnson yes i was just about to open cup. eddie johnson eddie Ugh. johnson for the seattle sounders uh taking a pk at the cauldron end yep in the in the open cup championship game and that still I mean, hasn't that landed still hasn't landed <laughs> it, no, it, it came down in russia yeah uh <laughs> You know, but I think I think you can see when people, you know, have it when you know when you see somebody bury it top bin, and you're like, okay, like that person, the moment was wasn't too big for him. And then like for the U.S. today, we had what three or four misses. Yeah, I I, I understand the the argument against it that it's that you know you can dominate a whole game and then it, the penalties are kind of a toss up. But the reason I'm still f- in favor of it is that it is inherently at its core the most basic form of the game just beating the keeper and i don't care i would rather see i would rather it go to 10 11 pks every time like i would rather see them do it every time it's just there is one of those times someone doesn't have it as david was saying but that being said i think we need to listen to the americans here the goofy americans in the 90s that came up with the ridiculous mls style shootout that launched up. that launched MLS, and I know we like to make fun of those. We like to talk like they had rules, like they they were considering doing kick-ins instead of throw-ins because we were trying to improve the game because we're America and we can do everything better. That is one thing that I think is pretty good. It is fun. It's exciting. It's less of a, I think it's less of a toss-up. It is more, it is more gamesmanship for both sides in those. But you know. PKs, it's the way it is. It's part of the game. It's those clutch moments. It's craziness. You know it's kind of a toss-up. I love it. I'm here for it. Now, Cody, you know, Keaton asked if I had any experience in PKs, which I don't. Do you have any experience in the dribble-up PKs? Oh, I did good in the last media game. Yes, he's referring to one. I don't remember when this was. Sporting Kansas City did the media game as the uh, old MLS-style shootouts with the run-ups. And yeah, I tried to get too cute and I missed. Who was keep who's the keeper on that? I don't I don't even remember. I was going against Thad? It's an audio medium, Thad. You have to speak up. I was waiting for Cody to say That's it. really bad at, <laughs> about that whole thing. Cody. Uh Thad, I was going against you? I, why do yeah. I didn't we did we do this more than once then? Because there's no. one time I was going against another another guy that was not. No, new. you just blanked it out of your memory because you don't <laughs> blocked want to remember it. it. I have blocked it. Because you talked so much trash on the pod that you were going to beat no. the old guy, no. and you psyched yourself out so bad that, that you doesn't just sound basically like dribbled right into me. That doesn't sound like me. I didn't even move, and you basically just hit me, man. That's and it's I told like you, a tree. I, if, like a tree. I, I kept telling you that if it was so important to you that I would just let you score because. You were talking about how it was going to be a big moment for you and all this stuff. And 
if it was the highlight of your career to score in a media game, which obviously <laughs> it is since you've played that when you finally did score in a media game, you've played that audio about a thousand times now. What audio? It Keaton's like Keaton scores real goals. You score in a media game, and you like that's your proudest moment in your life, man. That's that's sad. David, you just stir up drama. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, well, we're we're doing it for the content. Yeah, obviously. Okay, should we talk about the actual the actual game? I know we've talked about Rapino. This was been, more fun. This was <laughs> that was more fun. Thad, what are your reactions from the game? Were you up at four a.m.? I was actually woke up to my alarm, got up, watched the game. Not happy. They played really well. It was their best performance the entire woke up. Probably their best performance just overall with take not taking scoring into account, but best performance overall for quite a few games. And but they could not score. Sweden keeper was good. They were not shooting. I know they were putting some good shots in there, but they a lot of them were straight at the keeper. Their XG was only one point two nine. With all those shots, twenty-two shots or something like that, straight at the keeper. Is the keeper was the keeper good or were they all at the keeper? Because it looked like they were all at the keeper. She had some pretty good saves. I think she had three. I think it was, I think it was three, in my opinion, that she saved the back line. Yeah. But I think besides that, a lot of them were at the keeper. But there were, I would say, three of them that she she made she made. I saw a couple good saves. Yeah. yeah. And I, 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 I would give. That. I think Sophia Smith, especially uh, Rodman, a little bit, a couple of the other ones, were basically trying to power it through her instead yeah. of trying to yeah. actually place it as much. Mm-hmm. And they were just, you know, that maybe works on an NWSL keeper, but not, you know, one of the top five keepers in the world or something. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, um, I was I was rewatching. I didn't make it all the way through the game, so the highlights carried me through the rest of the second half and and all of that but it did yeah the, it looked like they absolutely dominated and it and that Sweden really didn't have anything at all Is Sweden's that, first shot on goal was the 85th minute 85th okay so then I, I literally saw nothing from Sweden when I was watching they said to like the turnover like the US would win the ball back within six seconds of a turnover and Sweden was 27 seconds which is like insane like we, but I mean, I, they did say though, like Sweden is usually a team that doesn't keep possession as much. So they can just like attack really quickly on the counter, yeah. but still 27 to six is a huge jump. Oh, Thad did his fake out again. I never know. Thad does his, he likes to, talk. he likes to inhale. Oh, never mind. I don't want to say that. No, there was a thought there, but, uh, Sweden has in the past been a team that's very much just set back and countered. They're, they could be really good. They can actually just totally dominate teams also, but they have done that in the past. I, I want to say it was the one Olympics when Hope Solo was going against them and called them cowards because they didn't want to come out to play. Uh, it sounds like Hope Solo. Yep. Yeah, which also got her in trouble, that and tracks. that was probably the end of her world or her national team career. But yeah. I kind of agreed with her at the time. Um. I was going to say what I noticed, though, for the U.S. is, like, the intent to go forward quickly. Like, they were trying to look for that ball behind, but they just – they they were trying to chip it over uh, Sweden's center backs, but we did not have success with that. But as soon as we got the ball on the ground and we'd switch it quickly, Sweden couldn't deal with it. Like, if we'd get it wide and then take on their outside backs, we were faster 
even when the subs came in and then slotting it back. But we were trying throughout the whole game to hit that ball over. And I think there was very limited success on it. But when they kept it on the ground, they were very successful. That ball over the top doesn't work when Alex Morgan is offsides every play. Right. Well, and just like it, it, Sweden was winning every single ball out of the air. Like we, well, on that side. I think we did a very good job on Sweden's puns winning it. But when we were trying to play over, we had like very little success. The the midfielders U.S. had in there were not as good at that as uh, if they had Rose out there. Or actually, Julie Ertz, I think, is really good at that when she plays like a six spot. She can yeah. dump that ball over top better than than most and for yeah. a player to run onto. But the midfielders kept trying it, and they were only good at getting it out to the wings. Yeah. I Do you guys think the game would have been different if Rose was in? Yes. Like 100%? I love I love Roosevelt. I think she is a game changer. Mm-hmm. I did like uh, Sonnet in that role, though. I think she did a very good job in midfield. I liked her there. One thing I liked about it is, Vlaco kind of went to the four two one, four two three one. Yeah. Did I get the right numbers? Yeah, yeah. Because he used to coach that way a lot with FC Casey, the with the kind of the dual pivot there, mm-hmm. and then but they were going with a more traditional 4-3-3 up until this game just because probably the the need to have the different players in there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, okay. I thought Sana did really well. Yeah. This is going to be such a weird note, but I don't I don't know why I noticed it. The weird field, notes. I love weird notes. Let's hear it. <laughs> the field was like really slippery. I think like the amount of times that we'd go to strike the ball and totally just like feet out from under and the ball seemed to have like a little bit more of a skip on it. Like, is that, I don't know if anyone else noticed that, or maybe they just happen to slip a lot, but like, I think at least in the, in the game, I think I saw like six players just absolutely like slip, no contact. Like that's so random, but I just noticed it. No, I think you're right. But I think the, uh, some of the previous games were even worse. Really? It was really slippery and players were going down all over the place. Yeah. I just noticed it. I'm like, there were a few times too, where they try and slot a ball across and then it would just skip around. They make sure to get the women the grass fields, and they still can't get it right. That's at the top level of the game. Yeah. No uh, they just oh. didn't get them good cleats. Did yeah, you they, see <laughs> when Ertz absolutely ran through that uh, Swedish girl? <laughs> no. See that? Oh, my gosh. She literally, like, to- like, nothing. Like, she just, like, ran through it, was totally fine, got the ball. And the Swedish player was literally, like, spinning in midair. And, like, Julie Ertz was just, like, unfazed. So you're saying it's almost like she has training of a tight end when she yeah. ran through that? <laughs> like, seriously, like, she, she she just kept dribbling. Like, it was just, like, didn't even bad night, which, honestly, that could have been a pretty bad call right there because it was in a pretty dangerous spot, especially because Sweden's so dominant on set pieces. But, I mean, seriously, the Swedish player, like, flew in the air completely. That is hilarious to, to, you have to, to think go that look, you have to go watch. It's in the second half, a little bit more towards the end because it like, I was like laughing because it was so funny. I love the idea that Julie Ertz has great football form and great oh, training yeah. from her husband. That is wonderful. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So they've crashed out after the PKs after some very ugly missed PKs. So what is, what is next? Is this the wake up call they needed? Is this, when Germany didn't make it out of the group stage in the World Cup and then they won the next two in a row. Thad, is this is this a wake-up call? No. No. 
Nothing is going to change from this. They just lost and it's all right, whatever. Well, no, I don't think it's a wake-up call. You're you're talking about a national team that won two World Cups in a row has been good for so long even when they didn't win it. I mean, they're the they were the t- the team to be knocked off. I mean, it's not a wake-up call to them to be good. It's just it is more of a sign that all these other teams are catching up and there's more competition and if they're not perfect, uh if they're not Again, we've we've talked about it before and elsewhere. The national team had was missing four or five of their best players due to injuries. A lot of national teams are missing players due to injuries, but I think the U.S. is probably missing more. But that's again not a total excuse. Is they should have still done a little bit better. They should have done better in the group play, and they wouldn't have faced Sweden in the in the the round of sixteen, and it would have been better. If but if they get knocked out the next round, it still doesn't help. It still is. It's just there's so many good teams now. Uh, I mean, out of they, there's three of the top ten didn't even get out of the group play, and I think you lost a couple other ones in the top fifteen that didn't get out of group play. So it it's just tougher. So Keaton, who are you pointing the finger at here for this disappointing World Cup? Uh, One person. First you have of all, to I think pick. we went into it a little bit too cocky. Yeah, I yeah. I think we were really cocky going into it, which is fine, but I think there's a fine line between confidence and cocky. Um, and then I don't – okay, I I just think that Rapino's like a little too old. Um, <laughs> but I know that that's, like, controversial or whatever. Some people, like, think, like, no, she's never too old. But I think she's a little old. So they didn't love that yeah, subbing change. Clearly also, she was too old for this World Cup. Yeah, I think maybe it was just, like, too much of a stretch. Um, I mean, honestly, I just think, like, that's just one of those games. It's not like they were underperforming, or I don't think they were. It was just we could not finish, which, I mean, it's a big part of the game, and then just PK. So I, I wouldn't put a finger. I just would say I think we were a little too cocky going into it and maybe – yeah, it is. It just coming down to those PKs, and then we didn't even talk about the the winning PK, the one that the goal line review. That is one of the oh closest things I have ever seen in my life. That is absurd. Yeah. So, Did yeah. they they just VAR'd it, and then they just because I feel like they decided really quickly. Well, it's goal not, line technology. Yeah, not technically VAR. I mean, in theory, it is it is you know video referee reviewed, but uh, it is yeah, it's just this. That technology that I think at one point it was the referees had their their watch would buzz if it's if the technology confirmed a goal, but she yeah. seemed to be she seemed to be listening and then got confirmation from somebody and then and then pointed. That's just a I just think that kind of sucks as a way to for some of them to go out and just to. It it really hit. does that really does suck and you got to feel for them a little bit but I don't there I think the reason that wasn't the first thing that we talked about. And it's not the the biggest story today that you know they got robbed on how close it was it's because I think a lot of people felt it like you know it seemed like this this was coming they did dominate this game but you know they they were not the dominant team that they've been over the last couple of weeks. Well, and you want stuff like goal line technology and VAR, right? People clamor for it, so then it worked, right? Like, what's the controversy? They used it and it said it was a goal. I think the disappointing part was that. You know, uh, Nair saved two of the three PKs 
that were misses for Sweden. Well, or, sorry, she didn't save two of the three. One was shot over, one she saved, and then this one she guessed right. Yeah. She yeah. almost saved, right? But for some weird backspin, whereas the U.S. went over, over, and then post. You know, so the Swedish keeper made a bunch of great saves during the match but didn't do anything in PKs right. to, to force the errors. And so that's, for me, the disappointing part was that these were all self-inflicted. It wasn't like the Swedish keeper did anything in, in PKs. Yeah, I agree with that. Oh, Rapino missed, Smith missed, and O'Hara into the post. Oh, yeah. Kelly O'Hara, that one hurt me. I was just, she's been one of my favorites a long time. That you know, been. Cody... Sorry, go ahead, Dad. I was just saying, you know, Cody was kind of criticizing Rapino earlier for not having the the right stuff for... I forget how he said it, but she has David. in the past. Yeah, I know. Yeah, She she has always seemed to be that player that, that yeah. came up in those moments, so... Yeah, that was that was an ugly, ugly PKs. Well, you know, Cody, you you asked where do we go from here, and you know, you look at this roster, and it, it's almost the tale of two teams, where you've got, you know, the stalwarts, the, the the players who have gotten us here before, and they're all starting to age out of the team. You know, Rapino's yeah. thirty eight, Morgan's thirty four, Lynn Williams is thirty, Mewis is thirty two. Julie Ertz um, announced Ertz her is retirement. She announced Kelly her retirement O'Hare. earlier today, actually. Yeah. Kelly O'Hara is 35, Nair is 35, which is not, for the record, old. But, you know, I need they're that closer to, to retiring than, than than to starting. And then you've got a bunch of the younger players like Trinity Rodman, um, Sophia Smith, who are all, you know, far less experienced, less credentialed than, you know, like the Rapinos. But there wasn't – there. The team didn't have like an integrated flow where you have like young players mixed in with older players and the and the I don't I don't want to I think I think of a word better than middle aged players but <laughs> like that that like mid to, mid to late twenties player yeah um it almost seems like this is a transitional team it was old and young well yeah. it it was in a in a way but fourteen of the twenty three players there it was their first World Cup so yeah. even a couple of the older players it was their first World Cup like Christy Mewis. Yeah. Um, and you gotta, for Vlaco's sake, and again, full disclosure, I consider Vlaco a friend. So anything I say positive about him could be taken in that context, but I will also say negative. Uh, I do think that he was hamstrung a little bit with he, when he took over the team, uh, they had the, the pandemic, they weren't able to like start bringing in new players as quickly as he wanted to. So they had a lot of the older players. They went to the Olympics and they, they crashed out of the Olympics with a bronze medal. You know, that's terrible for the U.S., but that's great for almost anybody else. And then he really was starting to bring in a lot of younger players, the Sophia Smith, Mal Pugh, Swanson, uh, you know, Trinity Robbins and stuff like that. And he, he was bringing them in and, you know, Katarina Macario, uh, you know, there's just a number of those players. Some, uh, but you ended up with some of them injured, and but it was still in that process. The some of those older players he brought because they're the ones that had World Cup experience, and uh, you know he waited to get Julie Ertz back, and she was really good. Uh, in the you know she was one of the best players through most of the games. Uh, Nair, you know she's not too old. She was making saves. It's uh, Rapino was never meant to be a player that played more than 20 minutes in a game that in at least in this World Cup. Right. Because she was just there for to have the old veteran leadership, whether you like her or not, because I don't always love how 
some of the stuff that she's done in games and stuff like that, but just she's there for experience. So Thad, Vladko took a lot of heat in this tournament, uh, but even if he did do a good job, a lot of coaches only do one World Cup cycle. Yep. So what is, what's next for Vladko? It's a really good question, and I think a lot of it will be up to what candidates they have because I, I think he has to basically voluntarily step aside. I don't know. Most coaches have the contract through the end of the World Cup mm-hmm. and that cycle, just like we saw with Greg Berhalter. He basically he was out of contract for a while. They reviewed. He had a whole different circumstance with the controversy over the Reina stuff and his wife in the you know a long time ago and all that stuff. But with Vlaco, there's none of that. It's just whether or not you think he's the right coach to continue to go forward. And I think they're going to have to talk to a lot of those younger players and see if that's if they think so and what other candidates they have out there. I know one coach that will immediately be thrown out there is Laura Harvey. Pretty decent NWSL coach. I don't think she's a great coach. She's won several NWSL coaches of the year, but never a championship. So even when she had the amazing teams and that she was like, oh, yeah, NWSL Coach of the Year, they finished top of the table, she couldn't get it done in playoffs. So I don't know who else is out there because there's been so much turnover with coaches in in the NWSL, deservedly so because there have been so many people who have been not great people. So I don't know. I don't know where they go to get the next coach or they see if Flacco can continue to bring them in. So you do think there's a chance that he could come back, or are you expecting him to be in NWSL soon? I think there's a chance he could come back. I'm not saying he will. I'm not predicting that, but I would say there's a chance. What are you predicting? Uh-huh. See that? I like to corner Thad. Uh, MLS coach. What? Okay. What? Okay. Out of left field. I like it. Hey, if they ever fire Vermees, he's a likely candidate. David, who David you, made a face. Yeah, David did not like that one at all. David wants Benny. Benny's that's right. Benny is David's guy. For club and for Benny. <laughs> okay, any final thoughts on the U.S. Women's National Team and the World Cup? That who's going to win the World Cup now? I Sweden. think I'm going to root for Sweden. Japan. So we don't look as That's bad. That's what I was going to say. I think, I think Japan is going to kill Sweden. I don't know. Japan uh, Japan is the only team left that's won a World Cup previously. They've looked good this year. So I I don't necessarily – I always I kind of always have a soft spot for Japan, but uh, I don't know. David, what about Brazil? Oh, wait, they got eliminated. Uh, okay, we're going to take a quick break and then come back and talk. Why? About the Casey Why did you just choose violence? Why? What did I ever do to you? You root for Argentina. You're not even Argentinian. I'm Brazilian. <laughs> what the hell was that? <laughs> we'll be right back. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, KC Current win three to nothing over Racing Louisville. Uh, they've won their group. David says they're likely to be the two seed. I don't. I don't know how that works. David, can you explain that one to me? 
So there's three groups, right? East, Central, West. The winner of each group advances to the knockout round. Of the Challenge the top, Cup is what we're yeah, talking so about. Yes, of the Challenge Cup. And then the top seeded, uh, or the, 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 the top second seed also advances. The teams are seeded and ranked based on how they perform in the group stage. So whoever gets the most points is the one seed, et cetera, et cetera. I think um, there's still like a game or two left to be played, but it looks like the current are going to be the two seed. They okay. could be the first seed. Uh, can they? Yes. And then it looks like the those next round of games are not until September, September 6th. Oh, no, that's a semifinal. Yes. Oh, it is? Yeah, it just goes to semifinals. Okay, but, yeah. But there's two games left, and uh, OL Reign, if they lose tonight, uh, we're recording this on Sunday, right? This is Sunday. If OL Reign loses tonight, and then there's a game on Wednesday, if Gotham loses that, I think the current kid be the could would be the first seed. There's some goal differential in there to play, but they actually have pretty good goal differential. Um, so the rain have to lose for the current to be the one seed. Right. They are currently level on points, uh, but the current are have a better goal differential. Yeah. Um, if Gotham FC wins, they would have to win by seven goals. Correct. For them to be level on goal differential with. The current, so the current could hypothetically be the one seed. I think it's probably more likely they'll be the two. They could be anywhere from the first to the third seed. I mean, I don't think Gotham's going to score seven more goals than. I didn't say I thought Orlando. they would. I said they could be. Although Orlando is bad, so it's math, you know. man. You know. Okay. Right, keep Keaton. It, keep it civil, you two. Uh, so we didn't actually talk about the game yet. Keaton, you were there in the press box last night? Yeah. Um, Kristen Hamilton is insane. Yes, she is. She Two goals. Streak. I, I love Kristen Hamilton. She's a little badass. And she's so selfless. Like, I'm pretty sure every single interview that she's ever had post-game or press conference, you ask her, you know, how does it feel for you or being a captain? Well, she always talks about the team and how she couldn't do it without her team and, like, all this stuff. And I just – She's such a good person, which I love. And then Mace's goal, I literally was like, what? like the back line just stood there. Like she, you could see that she kept like looking for a pass because she was like really hesitant. She's like, why is no one stepping? And she's like, screw this, I'm just gonna take a shot. And obviously it worked. Yeah, very, but it was very awesome. poor defending on that one. Oh yeah, I was really they like literally no one stepped. And they, they were just, afraid of her. Yeah, that's a, that's a, like four times. <laughs> That they're afraid of her. Yeah, they just kept backing away from her. Like, they were afraid that she was going to hurt her. So instead, she's like, I'll just swear. So, Thad, um, you were in the press box not taking pictures? I was taking photos. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I see. Thad, why do you need sleep? That's his <laughs> name in our, in our, and it's his visual medium chat here. Why, why do you need sleep? What happened? Because I think I went to sleep at like 1.30. And then I got up at 3.55 for the national team game. So that's... You didn't take a nap? You didn't go back to sleep after that game? By the time it was over, I had to get ready to go to a church. Okay. My daughter was singing professionally at a church. There you go. Well. There it was. So she got a, uh, she I was trying a to set you up for that gig. one. <laughs> I think, though, it's really cool that Current has been like on the rise. Like Obviously, their season was not what they were expecting but then now it. they've just been improving so much and like to be possibly the 
second, first, or, or third dad, maybe third seed. That's like, that's really cool for them. And I'm, I just think that. What's the uh, difference? What changed? Coaching. I think the coaching has helped. I, I love, okay. I always think I'm saying it wrong. Air bloom. Is that how you say it? Hair bloom. I, I think if you say hair or hair bloom, I think that's as close as a Midwesterner can be. Okay. To get. <laughs> I, I think she's been awesome for the girls. Like I, I'm always like an advocate for the mental side and the like um, camaraderie and the chemistry, especially for women's soccer and women's sports, because I think that means just a little bit more. No offense to you guys, but to women, it means like a little bit more. And I just think that they have like this connection and they've been able to have these, you know, these no look passes and they seem to be like merging as a team a lot better. And everyone seems to be on the same page now. So. I, I just, I think it's really cool for them how they've grown this season. Yeah, it's, uh, the, at least we have one team playing well, finally. It's good to see that. But the, So they are still bottom of the table in NWSL. Is, yeah. uh, is that salvageable? Yes, With David luck. says. Yeah. Well, I mean, to, to steal the line from Thad, it's math. They're six points out of the last playoff spot, and they have a head-to-head matchup with that team. So, And how um, many matches left? They would, uh, seven. Okay. So they would have to, I mean, they're going to have to hop other teams, but they beat San Diego. They're three points back. That's a six pointer. Um, they're three points back and then they need another bad result from San Diego. And I mean, if they went out or, or finish really strong, like five, one and one, they could do it. They could it's just, do it. It's just math. It's math. <laughs> or so I'm told. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, you have to look at what the math says, right? They can do it. Then you have to look at whether they have the ability to do it, okay? The whole thing with the group, the, the Challenge Cup, that's that's a different math, man. That's not whether they could or not. That's just how results could fall. Two games, that's how it works. Now, sporting can also mathematically make the playoffs. Current can mathematically make the playoffs. I don't know which one has actually got a better road, though. Okay, I have to ask, though, this is back to current for like the goalkeeper standpoint. Do I feel like we've seen so many switches this year from Cassie to AD and back forth and back and forth. Do we think now AD is that number one starting spot, or do you think that's still room for like change? I don't know because it's we've kind of asked that to coach, and there's a lot of teams around the world will play. Their one keep their number one keeper in league play and their number two keeper in whatever tournament they're in, FA Cup or Open Cup or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I've tried to ask that, and it always comes back to well, you know, there's always good competition between it, but it has looked like AD is the Challenge Cup keeper, yeah. and Cassie is the league keeper. But that could be changed. Uh, yeah. Early in the season, AD was the starting keeper, and she did not look good. Her passing was not good. There was two own goals, which, I mean, they were technically not her fault, but she missed the save. The ball rebounded off the post and back off of her, that sort of thing. That's, yeah. But she's, the, she was good. Yeah, I was going to say, I know at the press conference last night, she was talking about how her confidence can up a lot. And, I mean, it shows she's done very well. Yeah. How, many, how many shutouts in a row is it? They have, I think, four in the Challenge Cup. I just wonder because I feel like there's been a lot of movement this year between the two. So. But they seem to all support each other really well, which I think is really 
That's the weird thing about keepers is they actually. I mean, anybody in a team should support each other, even the people you're competing against. But right. keepers are a completely different, weird sort. So yeah. they tend to be even more tightly knit than. Yeah, which I think is cool. Yeah. Dad, I just saw your email. Are we calling Kristen Hamilton Hammy now? I love that. Is that her nickname, Hammy? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I love it. I've been calling her Ruth Langmore. (laughs) When she subbed back in after her injury for, like, the first game, whenever that was, they were all, like, I think they were chanting Hammy or something. (laughs) Yeah. She's awesome. I love her. Yeah, she's great. That's when she got the the hat trick the other day. They were like calling it a ham trick. They were calling her all, all kinds of different things. But. Ham so you can yeah. call me like a, a noob fan. This might be a, a very common question that I'm just not aware of. But I'm watching her score a brace and dominate this league while the women seem like they could use a goal scorer in the in the World Cup. Is she is she just has she never been on the radar of the national team? She has. Okay. She's been called up before. In fact. Uh, one of Vlaco's first games that he coached, she was in it because I'd forgotten about that. Because when I shot that game, she wasn't on my radar as a as a player, at, to be honest. And uh, I was actually going through some old photos, and I'm like, I know her. And that's I went back and checked, and I knew she had been called up to the national team. It just wasn't I wasn't really like mentally connecting it. And then I saw the photo I had of her, and uh, but she's been called up before. But would you? When you make that connection, you're talking about she's being a goal scorer, but you got to look at what the goal scorers who are up there are yeah. already doing, have yeah. been doing. Lynn Williams, Sophia Smith, you know, Morgan. You know, Morgan got like 20 goals last year. So it's it's justifiable why they're up there. Right. Okay. Let's move on to Sporting KC and the League's Cup and all of the sad things that we <laughs> that we need to talk about. Um, actually, let's do. Let's keep it light to start, because last week we were obsessed with Velko Panovic, the Chivas head coach. And the more I find out about this guy, the more I like him. This was our. This was the soundbite after the lo- after Chivas lost to Sporting. And we we, we sucked. Uh, it was it was terrible to watch the team like that suffering behind the ball. <laughs> it just keeps going. Every part of that just gets better. Suffering behind the ball. <laughs> Uh, and then, uh, so someone told me that on the BSI podcast, friend of the show, Benny and Ike, they had on Alan Gordon. Uh, this was a couple years ago, and he was telling a story about this eccentric head coach. And uh, and yes, the more I find out about this guy, the more I like him. This is sound courtesy of the BSI podcast, and it is also explicit. <laughs> so if you're listening with children, heads up. Oh, I remember that game. Late goal to go ahead, and then they, we let him back in to tie, and then we lost. He comes in, he's like, he's livid, and he's like, he's like, you don't even care. He's like, it's like you're in your home, and somebody comes in your home, and he comes in, and he fucks your wife, and you're eating your soup. You're eating your soup and he's fucking your wife and you don't care and you don't do nothing. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, holy shit, this is the best, this is the best speech of all time. And all these, all these young kids are just like, like terrified, you know, but I, I had a different perspective. I'm just like, this is fucking awesome. 
So that's Velko Panovic, one be quickly becoming one of my favorite coaches in the sport. So sh- shut off this pod before you have your mom listen to it, Keaton. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> so yes, the fun is over. We liked beating Chivas one to nothing. I celebrated like we won the whole tournament. But the League's Cup is back to being stupid and a money grab. And uh, now Sporting Kansas City get to rest after a 4-1 to beatdown against Toluca. The third straight game. Toluca has scored four goals in all three of their games. That doesn't let Sporting Kansas City off the hook. But, uh, yeah, apparently they ran into, ran into one of the hottest teams in the league, Thad. Oh, yeah, they were, man. And they, I don't think they remembered four years ago in 2019, but I'm pretty sure somebody there did and reminded them of it. And they were acting they were, like it. <laughs> they played like it. Their fans remembered. <laughs> David tried to blame this game on me. Because uh, he got to go into the press box for the first time. He was writing a recap, doing the whole journalism thing for the Chivas game, and then and then I ruined it. Apparently, you you, were, you snatched it from me. Did you not? Well, you weren't even at the game. Did, why didn't you sign up for another credential? Well, because once you took it, I mean, <laughs> what was I going to do? Just I don't have Twitter. I can't sit there and live tweet the game like some of the other people do. And you were writing the recap. What was I going to do? Just hang out. Yeah, I do that all the time. I do that all the time in the press box. That's kind of what I do. <laughs> now I like videotape some stuff and edit a few. Yeah, things. see, you videotape some. I I don't have that skill set. I have you know my my keyboard and my banter, and if I'm not typing out a match recap, there was really no point. So David, why would we lose? What? Because <laughs> of you. <laughs> okay. Other than me, what oh. went wrong on the field? We sucked. I mean, our back line is slow <laughs> and falls asleep. We sucked. Um, you know, the what was the first goal was the cross that Pedro Raul trapped, uh, tapped in. Was that right? We sucked. No. The one that Danny Rosero headed in. Oh, that's right. Danny Rosero with an absolute nuke into his own net. Yeah. I mean. Brilliant that, diving header. Oh, God. That just was an absolute missile. Uh, but then, you know, they stretched us with. You know, good wide play. Pedro Ra- Pedro Raul uh, yeah. would be really cool in Sporting Blue. Yeah, I'm just that, saying. Yeah, that guy's very good. Very, very good. And tall. Um, yes, and uh, very handsome. He would up the handsome quotient. Yeah, another handsome uh, on the guy roster. Yeah, sure. trade out an ugly guy and uh, and and put in Pedro. No, I mean like they they hit us with a couple through balls. Um, and that, just, that one off the set piece, oh my god! I, I can't even call that a through ball. It was just one guy ran and another guy kicked it to him. Like there wasn't even defense on the field. We sucked, you know. But we we sucked. Uh, but yeah, you know, like there was that through ball that um, I mean, Izzy or not Izzy, um, Rosero, Dano, Danny Rosero <laughs> was just standing still. Uh, it was Izzy adjacent play. Uh, Robert's not here to defend Izzy, so I can slander him all I want. Um, <laughs> But because he got left in the dust, you know, it forced Fontes to shift over, which meant that nobody was there to cover the the trailing runner. And I think it was Leibold tried to catch up, but couldn't get there. And that was their third goal. So other than you, uh, slow back line. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you can't really overcome those two things, me and a bad back line. And, you know, the other part of it is, you know, missing Alan Pulido. Like, uh, you know, Eric Tommy played fine, but 
but he didn't play great. And he's not a goal scorer. I mean, he's not He's not a nine. We did he's see... against Chivas, though. We no, did... he did, but, you know, he didn't score any goals against Chivas. No. Good point. Well, he got a score on Toluca, though. <laughs> yes, we, nice did see, is back. we did see the return of one number nine. He immediately almost scored and then and then got his it's just that's how willie scores goals man he just cleans up messes in the box in the right place at the right time he had a nice header that went off the crossbar uh, the second attempt then on that one it the, yeah there was a mess but he placed it really well because if i i go back and look at like my photos and it's like going under a defender's leg and under uh, the keeper's arm for that goal so that was actually well placed Wando made a career out of just being in the right place exactly. at the right time. Exactly. Uh, that name still gives me. I did. I haven't heard that name in a long time, and you just showed me that it still makes me think of the World Cup. His World Cup shirt tucked in. Um, oh yeah. What a okay. nerd. Well, so so here's the. You know, I know. So I read the comment section. I don't know if Cody does, uh, but a he lot of people read the site, so. <laughs> very. By the way, KCSoccerJournal.com. Uh, a lot of Caden people. Code soccer journal. No, wait. A yeah. lot of people were very unhappy with the officiating in the game. Um, other than the yeah. Gotti PK, you know, whatever. We were getting crushed anyway. But Cody, my question to you is: Did you think that was a PK? Um, the Gotti PK. Yeah, I did. I did think that was a PK. But regardless, the, my real problem with it is the waving at him to get up as though he dove and made it happen. I'm fine if you don't want to call it a PK, a coming together of players, whatever. That's one thing. But this dude, waving at him to stand up, and then he did it again two minutes later, and he was waving at people the whole game. I have never in my life seen a referee walk around, strut around the field the way this referee was. I'm not blaming the game on him. We lost 4-1, to one, and they're a better team than Sporting Kansas City. But seriously, I genuinely, the guy was walking around like like Conor McGregor with his chest puffed out and doing that strut. It was like, seriously, he thought he was, he thought the whole game was about him. It was uh, Thad. You said you, he like took a step at Johnny at one point. Yeah. Johnny was bitching at him and he like took a step, like, you know, did that step, like he was going to go at him. And I'm like, I was getting ready to shoot it. And I, I mean, I got a shot of them too in the same frame, but he had, you know, he just did that step and then stopped. And, and Johnny's like, what the hell? Bro, man? it was wild. Never seen anything Poor like that. Johnny. I, I couldn't. <laughs> no. I think Johnny can take. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm taking Johnny in most fights. <laughs> I know you're I worried know, about that guy was Johnny. Pretty built but... too, so. <laughs> yeah, but Johnny's Scottish. It, it, and it's, it's Johnny. Look it's Johnny. It. Don't and hurt he's, Johnny. He's wiry. He's wiry. Which, where was that guy from? Where was that keeper or that ref from? Mexico. Was he? At least that's what Foot Mob told me when I looked it up during the game. He had like five names. I was gonna put his name in the recap, but he's one of those. He has like he, he had like five names in his whole name, so I didn't. Jorge know. Abraham Camacho Peregrina. Yes. Camacho. Yes. But Abraham. <laughs> and then there's an Abraham in there. <laughs> Interesting. This sounds more like a name out of Idiocracy than a. But... See, so, I never know where these podcasts are gonna go. So I want some support on if other people saw this ref behaving the way I did. And we can talk about the ref being a dick and it not and not blame Sporting's loss on them. But uh, yeah, that was uh, that was wild. So Yeah, he is he is from Mexico and This thing says his first name is Jorge Abraham and his last name is Camacho Peregrina, but yeah. 
See, Camacho Peregrino yeah. rolls off the tongue a little bit. That actually kind of sounded nice. But well, he's the worst. Because in Spanish-speaking cultures, you are named after both of your parents. So, I mean, that, that makes sense. He has a yeah. first name, a middle name, and two last names. That's, like, super common in a large part of, this, of the world. No, it is. It's just the way it was listed on this on Soccer Way, which is like the first thing that came up when I was looking his name up, had Jorge Abraham as his first name. Yeah, I, I'm aware of, of that. I just didn't. I was writing the recap and wanted to call this man out. And then I looked and he had five names and I was like, no, I'm not doing this anymore. So what else are we missing from this one? They get three weeks here. The next game is not until uh, like the last week of August. What else are we yeah, missing they, from this? It's like 22 days after the Toluca game. They have time to sit and think about what they've done. It gives time for Caden Pierre to get more fit. Caden Pierre finally came back. Yes. Um, he's, he's been playing with SKC too, though. He play, he's played like 90 minutes. that, but like nobody's watching count. MLS Next Pro. It doesn't count. Like, it counts for fitness, man. It does. Do the games even happen? Or are they just like... He's not a know, USL player. He's a Sporting Kansas City first team player. So this was his first game back. Well, it's not USL anyway. It's MLS Next Pro. God damn it. You have said that so many times. <laughs> well, number one, I refuse to say the name MLS Next Pro. I hate it. I hate everything about it. It's a terrible especially name. Especially because Natty Clark made the MLS Next All-Star Game, which is separate from the MLS Next Pro All-Star Game, <laughs> which is separate from the MLS All-Star Game. Anarchy. None of it makes sense. Don Garber's bad at naming stuff. Oh, I'll agree. I don't really like the names. I'm just telling you what they are. MLS Next is the Academy. MLS Next Pro is the two teams. And what the hell is USL then? A totally Completely different set of leagues. Cody, I, I would like to talk Uh-oh. about the EFL Community Shield. Oh, would you? I bet you, you would. Watch, did you watch today? Yes. For those who don't know, Community Shield is a, a trophy contested by the Premier League winner versus the FA Cup winner. It's a trophy that Manchester City wins often. Except did they win today? They were playing Arsenal. And I, I hate Arsenal. They're our sworn rivals. But uh, since you came after me earlier, I feel the need to at least bring this up. Did Manchester City win today? Manchester City did not win today. Manchester City has won enough trophies for the season, for the year. You don't I haven't need won more. any this yeah. season. No, I, for the year, for this year, for this oh, calendar okay. year, all of the trophies are locked in already. We don't need that little community shield stuff. And, and how did they lose? In penalties. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> you should change Tough. that. Penalties are stupid. <laughs> yeah. Why do we even agree. take penalties? Mm-hmm. Also, Wrexham. Wrexham, the Fighting Deadpool's came back to the to the football league for the first time in like what twenty years, and promptly got pummeled. Good. The league, Dad, you don't their like league the has started. I, I saw this in the rundown here, and I wasn't quite sure what it was. To be honest with you, yeah. the, their league has already the, begun, huh? Yes, sir. I mean, the prem the prem comes back what next week. No way. Next week already? I think so. It's pretty soon. I thought it was like the end. I thought it was the end of this month. Okay. Yeah, I guess actually that would make sense. Do we need to do like a pod on like where all the US players are now? The like over there. 
Yeah. Cody, the, the first match is Man City Burnley, Friday, August 11th at 2 p.m. Burnley? I love that name. But so, yeah, Wrexham lost. I think it was 5-2, 5-3, something like that. You know, I just learned a dynamic about fans watching Wrexham. That someone, I heard someone say they didn't want to watch the team or follow the team because the show would get spoiled. Ha! <laughs> Okay. So maybe we that. need to be careful saying that they, that they lost their ah. opening match or episode don't, one of season three care. is going to get spoiled. Care. Don't care. Uh, last, last. Uh, where's Robert? I knew that was coming. Where is Robert? I, I think he told us where he is, but it's more fun if we just, you know, make something up. He's something about the lake. He went to the lake. What's your, what's your most creative where's Robert idea? Yeah, I mean, I'm assuming he's in the trunk that Cody was in that one week. <laughs> they just swapped places. I think Keaton put him there so she could take his Yeah, spot. I think we Ooh. just yeah. kicked Robert out to get Keaton on the, on the pod. That's why I'm in this room is because uh, Robert is <laughs> yes, <laughs> he's it, sitting in the corner tied up. It looks so. like you're in an interrogation room, the all yep. gray black round. <laughs> I am. There, I there's am. like a hostage video coming with, with <laughs> Robert over does. there, like, yeah, all Robert tied up. Is, He's tied up, so you'll hear from him soon, maybe. How much are we going to pay to get Robert back? <laughs> Nothing. Whatever's in the fine jar. David said probably five bucks max. <laughs> Whatever's in the fine jar. Which uh, is nothing poor right thing now. is empty. Because we, we can't do that either. <laughs> we suck. Okay. We need to put a Venmo up that people can like send us you know, money for the fine jar. Yeah, for all of our ardent supporters that we have. I think they're out there, right? No, we actually do. They are? We like to joke about it, but we have a a very loyal group that our number of listens on the show never goes below. Like there are right. X hundred number of people that uh, I we we yeah, see you every week. Let's not say exactly what X is though. <laughs> well, no, it's not bad though. It's so not bad Keaton, at all. Keaton, when you get to when you get to school in a few <laughs> weeks, uh, your job is to go around to each person. And just set it to auto download the pod. Rate it five stars. Just be like, oh, let me get your contact info. Take their phone, put your name in there, switch to the pods. Yes. Five stars. Keaton, you're write a review. Your addition to this to the show and the site is to keep us young here. So we need you to do some guerrilla <laughs> advertising for us when you get yeah. to college. I will do that for you. They have <laughs> opportunities for podcasts there, so maybe we do a collab. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. We had we had four KC Soccer Journal people at the game last night, and two of them were under the age of 20. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, the other photographer, right? Yep. Yeah. Nice. Very cool. Yeah. Look at us. Opportunities abound for the young people. Yeah. We're doing good. Okay. Any final thoughts here? David added it in all of his, <laughs> all of those notes you snuck at the end of the rundown. No more <laughs> of those? Okay. Uh, next game for sporting, August 26th against San Jose. But we will indeed be back next week. We're not going to wait that long. And we're going to have Keaton back on when she's not as tired also. That's, dude, I, I wanted to change my name to Keaton Code Sleep because I, I just, once I start yawning, and it's not because of you guys, I 100% make that clear. <laughs> I can't stop yawning. So I kept going like this because I was like, I don't want people to think of being like rude. It's not because I'm bored. It's just because I'm tired. It's, no, it's a good thing you leaned back because we could have checked if you had tonsils. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't even noticed the yawning, but I, I have. I'm trying to be like. I've been fighting thing. a yawn though this entire time, 
So now that makes sense. Now that like I'm seeing you peripherally do it and it's yeah. making yeah. me. Yeah, well, that's, that's like... Once someone does it and then I like, and now I'm watching myself yawn. So then I'm like, I have to yawn again because I just saw it. So Bad. I promise. That you're time. you're a smart guy. You got a lot of a lot of wisdom. Why do why do people? Why does yawning make someone else yawn? Do you have any theories on this? I've looked it up. I can I can help you if you need it. Go ahead, man. Tell us. I I, I know I read it at one time. I just don't remember. I it doesn't. Uh, what I saw was never really a really good answer. But it seems like the best response I have seen is that someone was literally likening it to uh, howling at the moon. <laughs> Like we're trying to get ourselves all on the same sleep rhythm together. Yeah, I don't okay, think so. Okay, Cody. Cool. <laughs> I'm sure that's a hundred. I didn't make it up. <laughs> I'm telling you, look at look at this, and no one has a good answer. I'm very fascinated by this subject. I'm glad it came. There's up. a lot of things that I don't understand. What a world we live in, right? But there's there's a lot of things you can do if you start doing it. Other people around you will start doing it. So not just yawning, but scratching things like that oh yeah and standing and in people, standing in a podcast line podcast would be like this <laughs> so fed under that theory why don't we score more goals if they see the other team score goals why can't we score goals because we don't want to be followers look at that he ended on something prophetic and i didn't even need to ask him look at that sporting Anything to shake this but I'm in My foot buttings got me drinking My foot buttings got me drinking My foot buttings got me drinking